Welcome back to this episode of Real Estate Collab. I am your host, Amy Hagstrom, and today I have my great friend, Alex Young, in Green Bay, Wisconsin, joining me. I am going to have a blast. I'm learning. We are going to have a blast. Yes, we will. Um, I think we have lots to talk about. We haven't caught up for a long time. I know. This is going to be fun and exciting. Yeah. So today I want to introduce a friend of mine. I will call him a friend now, colleague, peer mentor also, Alex Young. You're going to make me blush. (laughs) Good day to you. (laughs) Alex is in Wisconsin where it's nice and cold right now. It's a little warmer, it sounds like, than here right now. Yeah, we we were able to break freezing point. We're at 38 degrees and so allergies are just tearing up everybody. But at the flip side, we're supposed to get four to seven inches of snow tomorrow. So mother nature can't make up her mind. Right, right. Alex and I met... Gosh, it's been a two year years? and a half ago, almost, yeah, almost two years. Almost two years. Yeah. Total strangers. We met at a mastermind one summer in New York. Spent a couple of great that days like together. like a Hallmark movie right there. I know, right? There it was. <laughs> New York City. Land of dreams. Right. Um, we spent two days together with a group, very small group of us. And I think we've all developed this long-term relationship and... We all support each other. We're always talking. We're still in the, uh, the same program, so we see each other a lot, just not in person. But it's been amazing to meet this group of people that have been so supportive. And I've never met a group like this in my career. So um, I really um, cherish this group that from uh-huh. two years ago. So this we're might all- be a podcast, but you're going to make me blush. <laughs> but anyway. I will let you tell us a little bit about yourself, Alex, um, how you got started in the business and what your business is like there. Oh, man. Well, one, thank you for having me. And yes, uh, being able to watch and participate in this and the relationships that we've built have been life changing. But a little about me. Uh, My name is Alex Young, a real estate agent and broker up in Northeast Wisconsin, Green Bay, Wisconsin, to be more specific. Been doing this now since June 1st, 2017. So going on five and a half years, and I am fortunate and grateful every day to still be a part of it because I know the burnout and fallout rate is tremendously high. So I got into this kind of by happenstance, to be honest. I was working sales and retail at a telecommunications company prior to this for five years, both here and in Colorado. And it was just kind of a crazy turn of events where I was like, you know what? I got to get out of this retail hustle and bustle and grind. And my wife, uh, Amanda, had spoken up saying, hey, I know somebody in real estate. I went to school with him. His personality is very similar to yours. Whether that's good or bad, she didn't (laughs) specify, but she said personalities were similar. And she said, you should have a conversation. I I think you might get something out of it. So got together with, uh, with him picked his brain a little bit about what it was like to be a real estate agent. And he was telling me all the things that we all get excited about. Like, oh, I get to view all these beautiful homes and work with people and make money and do marketing. And I'm like, oh, check, check, check. I love all these things. Let's, let's <laughs> do this. Uh, so I, after that meeting, went back the following day to work. We had gotten a new manager at that point in time. I take, I decided, hey, I need a week's vacation. So I took a week's vacation. Sunday night, bought the pre-licensing course for here in the state of Wisconsin. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I took the course. Friday, I went down to Milwaukee, about an hour and a half south of us, uh, took the exam, passed it. Saturday, I celebrated. Sunday, I went in and I put in my two-week notice. Wow. So it was very, if I do something, I just, I go. Um, And so it uh, was 
uh, immediately jumping off the deep end. And I was very fortunate to join uh, not only with my uh, the person who brought me into real estate, but my now and still current mentor, Caleb, who has really taught me what it's like to live a, a whole and fulfilling life. And uh, did that for the first two years, year and a half on his team before deciding to spread my wings and, and fly solo. And I've been doing it ever since. Um, very fortunate, like I said, and grateful to still be here. But it has been a whirlwind. I've seen the highest highs and the lowest lows, and I'm just appreciative of all of it. Well, good, good. And you're very successful now. I oh, see you everywhere. It's, see, success? <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's, that's hard because what I see as successful it's it's almost like an imposter syndrome because like you said we meet so many people in this industry and so many people in this business that when you look at their success uh, whether it's the number of clients they've served or the price point of the homes or properties that they're showing their clients like success is such a sliding scale throughout the United States and, and abroad. So for me, I, I say thank you. I've been taught <laughs> I need to say thank you first. So thank you. Uh, but second, uh, there's still so much more that that I can do, that you can do, and that so many others can do. Right, right. And everyone's idea of success is different too. Absolutely. So I think we have this mentality of what it is as a generalization in real estate, but I think everyone's idea of success is different. Everyone has different goals in this business and reasons for being in this business. Mm -hmm. Everybody and... thinks growing into it, especially like me, I was naive with it thinking, oh, I'm going to get into real estate. I'm going to make all this money. And I'm going to see, see all those HGTV shows and everything else that goes with it. They go, oh, that's what it's going to be. Um, but they don't tell you about all of the the side effects that that play into that. The the, the crazy work hours, the severe effects on relationships and marriages, not only is the burnout rate incredibly high, but so is the divorce rate. Mm -hmm. So is the addiction rates. Like there's so many other aspects to real estate and being in this industry that people don't talk about because, oh, look at that. You can make some money. Everybody, I mean, look at the last two and a half years. Everybody thought, oh, real estate is so easy. I cannot wait to join that and make a bunch of money. And then, right. then what? And it's like, well, it's not always about the money. And and you you will learn that very, very quickly. Definitely. And I'm glad you touched on that because there's a lot of sacrifices that come along with the business. Mm -hmm. And marriage is always one that comes up, even on my team with agents, you know, that I mentor. I always tell them, this is almost like a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, if your spouse is not supportive or has trouble with this, it's always going to be a struggle for you. Yeah. Because they're in this too. They have to sacrifice just as much as us usually, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's always a good conversation to have and just get your spouse involved, you know? Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to this, again, it there's so much that plays into it. We, we are so used to serving clients and serving others, but we sometimes forget to serve our spouses and our families and our friends and it's very difficult to go through and I don't want to even say strike a balance between there because there isn't going to be a true balance of I'm doing this or I'm doing the other thing. You have to have some some fluidness, if that is such a word, of being able to, to ebb and flow. Like, for example, I will go through the start of this year. I just got back from a uh, another mastermind down in Florida. I'm here for a week. I then am taking a week vacation with my wife and friends of ours. 
I'm going to be back for two weeks and then I'm going to be gone for another conference. And then I'm going to be back and probably nose to the grindstone for the next 10 months afterward. And that, that lifestyle is definitely not for everybody. So not only personally, but in your relationships, you have to have a really strong partner. Otherwise those seams that are tearing or those issues that are maybe wedged in the relationship will very much uh, increase in size at a very, very quick rate. Right, right. And I love how you've gotten your wife involved in your social media too recently. I love love that. Yes. She is wonderful. Woman Crush Wednesday. Oh, Amanda. One is she, I don't know to what level I can say this, but she is a a bad you know what. And (laughs) she's had to put up with me. And again, we've gone through the the lowest lows and the highest highs and we've been together for for quite a few years now but it's something where early on in this industry i mean we i remember we had i think it was six dollars and 26 cents to our our total checking bank accounts name like i was legitimately donating plasma so that Mm -hmm. i could have the gas money to go to the showings to help the clients to hopefully make the money and in every in every moment where i thought you know what it would be a lot easier for me to just get out of this, go to a nine to five, get that consistent paycheck because I know that then we have that security blanket. Um, and she always would would push me and like, hey, if I think you can do this, you can go th- like it's going to be tough. And it really, really was. Um, there was a lot of sleepless nights, uh, depression, caffeine addiction, alcohol <laughs> abuse, like all sorts of things. But knowing that I had that support to be able to work through it, like this success that we're we're experiencing right now is definitely not just because of me. It's because of the love and support that I have from her, uh, the love and support I have from friends and family who understand that, again, this this lifestyle is not without sacrifice and 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 trials and tribulations along the way. So I'm very grateful. So if I ever have a chance to go through and play cheerleader, I absolutely will. Part of it's on social media. Plus, she's beautiful. So I have zero issue in that too. (laughs) So awesome. So awesome. So let's talk a little bit about, I remember when I met you, you had your bow tie and you're big on your branding, bow tie realtor. Tell me a little bit more about where that came from and how you got there. Absolutely. So um, I am a solo agent for the Bowtie Group. It sounds super big, super fancy, (laughs) me, myself, and I. The three things, so my background is in communication and PR. And the reason I went with the Bowtie Group is for three reasons. One, I, when I stepped off a team, a lot of teams in our area are very much built around a team name as the person. So it would be Joe Smith, real estate team or real estate group. I never I never know what the future is going to hold, but I know from a business perspective, it is always better to have something that lives apart from you. So if in the future you decide to leave, you decide to uh, unfortunately pass away or your life takes a different direction, the business can still survive and operate. So my first thought was, okay, I need to have something that's not Alex Young real estate team or real estate group or Alex Young realtor. So I thought, okay, what is something that is easily memorable that is uniquely me? And I I was just kind of mulling it about. And I was like, hey, you know what? I know how to tie a bow tie. Like (laughs) when I wear my bow ties, I 100% tie each and every one of them myself. Wow. Uh, And that is something where, again, people think like, oh, that's a clip on. Absolutely not. I have not ever 
ever worn a bow tie that's been a clip on or a zip tie or anything like that. I have all <laughs> myself. I spent way too much time in front of a computer with YouTube up teaching me how to do it, but I learned. So I was like, you know what? That is something that is unique to me. I think there might be something there. So I just r- ran with it. <laughs> one, I had a time crunch, so I had to do it. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to do the bow tie group. So one, it was I wanted something that lived uh, apart from me. Didn't know what that was at the time. Two, I wanted something that was unique to me, which was the bow tie. And then three, it was something where I really needed to get people's awareness and buy-in behind it. Uh, So I wanted something that was memorable, not just because of what it saw, but because if you were elsewhere, and, and I've had this from clients and from friends, where they'll be somewhere and they'll see a bow tie and they'll take a picture and they'll send it to me. That is that is next level because now I'm if for again if it's just a house and I'm showing somebody the the roof line of a house for my advertising or my team name or my group. Mm-hmm. If you're looking only at houses, that's the only time you're going to see me. That's the only time you're going to think of me. I wanted something that was a little bit more omnipresent, is a good way of putting it. So you could be at a wedding, you could be at a grocery store, you could be at a supermarket, you could be at just painting, walking through an art studio. You could be anywhere and see a bow tie and just be like, oh, bow tie, Alex. And and again, it doesn't have to be anything big, but the whole part when it comes to marketing and branding is you don't want to necessarily be thought of all the time, but you always want to be thought of first. Right. So bow tie group was just uh, an easy way for me to do that because I really didn't know what else I had. So <laughs> here I am. I love it. I love it. I mean, you're right. It ties you to the person and not the house guy, mm-hmm. the, the realtor, you know, yep. Alex. And it's great, you know, that people are seeing bow ties and sending you pictures because <laughs> it is. Some of them are weird, but some of them are funny. <laughs> so I, I love it all the same. I love it. Awesome. Let's talk about your socials a little bit. We'll touch on that. Sure. One thing. I can say about you since I've met you is you are probably the one of the most consistent realtors I've ever seen on social. Thank you. Like consistently I'm seeing new things from you, new content, new photos. I love it. Do you plan that? How do you block your time to take care of those things? I know social can be very draining. Absolutely. Um, Can you tell me a little bit more about like how you tackle that in your day to day along with your business? 100%. So in the mastermind that that you and I attended, a lot of what was first brought to light was, okay, consistency and quality. And I realized that I didn't really have either of them. A lot of it was a fly by the seat of my pants. Hey, I'm going to make a social media post. There was no direction. There was no orientation or intention that I was applying to anything I did on social media, whether it was Facebook or Instagram, or TikTok, or any of the other platforms. So what I realized after that, and with some additional coaching, was I needed to establish not just what I'm known for, not just the Bowtie Group, but like, what does that mean? What do I exude? And then just being able to take it and make it part of a daily habit. Um, I'm very, very strong in my morning routine. My morning routine is not like the other people, like I wake up at an obnoxious hour and I'm at the gym at an obnoxious hour. One, because there's fewer people there. And as much as I love people, I also love not being around <laughs> people. And two, that's because then it's done. It's out of the way. 
and I have the rest of the morning to just really do what I need to. And part of that is is social media. And it's just, it becomes habit. And for me, it is, I've got a lifestyle photographer. It's a really, really, really close friend of mine who was an amazing photographer to begin with. And when I came back from my first uh, mastermind that you and I met at, I reached out to her. I said, I need better photos. Don't know what it looks like. Don't know what it's <laughs> going to be. But like you and I need to sit down and I need like nice lifestyle photography that I can generally use on social media just to raise the bar a little bit. She said, absolutely. So we got together. We did our first rendition of them and it was awkward. <laughs> the photos were weird. I look <laughs> weird. I'm not. I have a face for radio. And I, being on that other side of it in that way was very uncomfortable, despite the fact that I love public speaking and I love video, all the other things like posing for photos, that's weird to me, uh, right. very self-conscious. So moving from that and then being able to take some of the photos and start putting them out there, it started to build a little bit of that habit where it was just, I have a, a library of photos from this one session. I would take a photo. I have a, I would like to think a somewhat creative mind when it comes to writing copy where I will take the photo, I will write a short copy piece, I will post it out so that it gets on the two most common uh, social medias around here, Instagram and Facebook up here in Northeast Wisconsin. Some of the other platforms aren't as big, but are getting there. So I'm dabbling. But part of it is just building into that routine. So right now, I typically will go through during the morning. I have I've done multiple sessions now of photography um, because, again, just like if you are listing a home for a client in the fall and then all of a sudden the house sits there and sits there and it's winter and there's snow on the ground, you need to update the exterior photos of the home to reflect the season. Very similar to lifestyle photography. Things change. I change. Um, so being able to, to go with that and build up that library that then I'm still grabbing photos right now from last year that people have no idea were taken last year, like at mm -hmm. all, because they're, they're high quality and, the, and it's, it's just something where you build up that library that you could just grab and go, which is what I've established. So in the morning, we'll do the photo, write a little bit of copy. I've been trying to get more into short form video. And part of that is because I just do little videos that I think would be funny. I, I'm mm -hmm. not here to reinvent the wheel. I don't need to be super creative, high digital content creator. I see something that somebody else did that I thought was great, and I will rip off and duplicate R&D. Mm -hmm. I have zero issue in doing that because it brought joy and entertainment to my life. And I realized that real estate as a whole can be a little dry. So being able to bring some of that personality is something that's a little bit refreshing. And it's just, I'll do one a day where it's all, I'm scrolling on Instagram anyway. If I see a reel that I like, I'll take that audio, I'll recreate it myself, and I'll post it. And then it's done. And then I move on with the rest of my day. Some of the other platforms, though, TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter, things like that, still trying to get my, my footing on, but a lot of it is just building it into the morning so that it's one and done. Because right. if I'm going to be on the platform anyway, I might as well put something uh, useful out there. Right, right. And I love your voiceover reels. Like you do a lot of those and you're great at them. They're short. I mean, but they're like you said, they're putting yourself out there to where people can get to know who yeah. Alex is and his character. And yeah, I have a weird sense of humor, but you know what? Humor. I have zero issue in sharing that. Right, right. Have, have all those reels, what has that done for your Instagram? 
So uh, in terms of engagement, so I, I will answer that in two ways. My Instagram, for example, has increased in follower count, which is one part, but two, it's increased in engagement. And again, allows me to just be present in a platform that changes so rapidly that if you are off the platform for a day or two days, not only does the algorithm bump you to be the, the last thing that people see, but two, the people that, whether fortunately or unfortunately, are on their phones more than they should be, don't see you. And if at that one moment, they're thinking a real estate thought or a question or just something business related, and I'm not there to give them top of mind awareness, that I'm doing them a disservice. And I, there was a quote that I just got the end of last week that has been just stuck in my head. And it's, my playing small does not serve the world. So if I am not stepping up what I'm doing to serve others at a higher level, then what am I doing? It's very easy for me to not want to go on social media because as much as I love it, I hate it at the same time. It is a necessary evil for most of us. Mm -hmm. um, it's very easy to get stuck into the the scroll and, and, and not be able to leave. And all of a sudden you look at the clock and it's 45 minutes later. It's like, well, gosh, what the heck did I just do with my life? Right. But part of that is if I'm going to be on the platform, I need to be on there to create, not to consume. Uh, so that's been the other part is I need to do more of that because the more I can do that, the more I can serve others. And if I just want to be small and timid, well, then I'm doing a disservice to the people in my life. Uh, it sounds a little backwards and a little bit selfish, but it can be applicable to anything. There's Everybody has that one event, that one task that they've been putting off for fear that they are going to be hurt. It's going to hurt their future or their life or their business. And if you're going to remain small and timid, then be okay with having small and, and timid results. If you want something that's extraordinary, then you need to do something extraordinary. If you want something that's unrealistic, then you need to do something that's unrealistic. And part of that for me is just being on the social media platforms to create versus to consume. Okay. Thank you for the little pep talk. I think that was for me. I got you, Pam. <laughs> In 2023, I'm going to tackle this social media and I've been very absent, but that's a great way to think about it. Like I need to serve people. It's not mm -hmm. about me. And I keep mm -hmm. thinking it's about me and it's not about me yep. anymore. When you go on that platform, it's you need to go on that platform for the purpose of giving to others, not for what they are giving to you. Right. Right. So with that, um, what's your return on your investment in time, Ben? Like, are you getting leads for business clients, anything like that? So yes, I not as many from Instagram, uh, Facebook uh, predominantly. So I've served over the last three years, over 160 clients of those 160 plus clients, 98, I think 98.2 or 98.3% of them have been either a sphere of influence or referrals. So sphere of influence being the people that I know and that know me and referrals being from other uh, current clients, past clients, friends, family members, um, other agents, other title companies, lenders, whoever it might be. And so with that, that's a very good ROI um, in that I don't, in terms of investment, the only investment I made has been my time and relationship building. And part of that is through using social media and just building and fostering those relationships. So financially, it's a great ROI. 
um, or ROT, return on time, um, mm -hmm. in terms of what the the concrete number is, I have no idea. Uh, again, it's something where I use I get onto the platforms as much to create the content as I do to research and learn the material, because there are so many different ways. I mean, the people that have the mega channels all do similar take similar actions, but are entirely different. So I being able to learn, okay, well, what's working here? What's working there? What would best serve my clients is stuff that I need to learn and I need to work on. So my return on time, I would like to think good, but that number might be small for other people. It might be way larger than someone could have ever expected. Just right. like success, it's a sliding scale. Let's move on to a little bit more about collaboration. So that's what I Absolutely. want this podcast to be all about. That's Heck how yeah. we met. Um, we still do a lot of collaboration. Is there some, like the biggest collaborative event or thing you've done in your career? What would that have been? Or is there one? Ooh, that is a good one. So I am of the notion that we should always focus on building bigger tables and not higher walls in real estate. It is very common to see someone bashing or speaking ill of another real estate brokerage or company or person, a real estate agent or broker. And I've never, ever, ever, ever condoned that or supported that. So collaboration and why I'm so grateful and appreciative to be a part of this podcast is because you can be at other brokerages and still be able to cheer each other on and support. And, and just because you are getting to play, the sandbox is big enough for everybody to play in. Right. I think otherwise is ignorant. So in terms of what I've done, the masterminds we've attended in New York have been one aspect. I just attended, again, mastermind in Florida this past week. It was, There were folks from, I think, 17 different brokerages, and that was just the ones that I can remember. So being able to be in an event and create those relationships with people that are elsewhere is huge, is huge. And locally, though... <laughs> We, we shook it up a little bit. There's another agent and I who was at a competing brokerage and we put a video together, put a couple small videos together, a little bit of short form, just for fun and giggles because she is a top producing agent at this other brokerage, strong social media presence. And I reached out to her and said, hey, I'm loving what you're doing. Like, let's get together and chat. Not because... I, I want to figure out how I can take you down because I genuinely want to learn more about you and what you're doing to be so successful in my eyes in the business and in serving your clients in your community. And she's like, oh my gosh, I thought the same thing. This is too funny. So we got together and we chatted, came up with a little brainstorming and recorded a few uh, short form videos. The funny part was we posted a teaser online and immediately got communication from both of our companies, <laughs> other agents being like, oh my gosh, what are you two doing? Like, it was just, it was a, it was a very quick blip of everybody suddenly honing in and shining their flashlights at the, just the two of us being like, what are they doing? This is not the norm. Again, competition over collaboration, which we don't, neither one of us agreed with. We are mm -hmm. collaboration first, competition second. And so once we put everybody at ease being like, hey, we just respect each other, appreciate each other, and we want to grow. That doesn't mean that we can't do that with folks from other companies. It, it put everybody at ease. But I think there's still a few uh, wary eyes being like, oh, what are, what are they doing over uh -huh. there? 
And you know what? It's those little pieces. They're, they're agents and brokers at other companies. This is a relationship-driven business. And that relationship is driven between two people, not two companies. Right. And I, you know, I always try to remind ourselves our network is our net worth. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't go just for clients. Like agent collaboration and networking is amazing. Like we send referrals all across the world and we have mm-hmm. incoming referrals all across the world. And I think we're raised in this business to stay very close minded, like, oh, that agent wants to steal our business or whatever it mm-hmm. might be, our ideas, those kinds of things. But we're all so unique and different. I think they think I'm the crazy one when I reach out and say, hey, could we go to lunch and talk more about what you're doing versus what I'm doing, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. And you can, there's always the agents that will never respond that are super protected. And I've just never understood that because look at us. We've grown tremendously just by networking um, and learning from each other. And nobody took anyone's business or hurt anyone or took anyone down. It's just it's just a mindset and it's just crazy to me. It is. It's the the scarcity versus abundance mindset. It, it takes a lot of work to build and work on that muscle because it is not something that we are typically raised to have. At least growing up, that's not how I was typically raised. It was if you get something, the other person does not, mm-hmm. which then that translates into school and translates into business and everything else. When in reality, you 100% can have the other person be successful and do well and not have that be of any detriment to yourself. I can do fan- I can succeed in what I want to succeed at in life and that's not going to impact you or other agents from also being successful. And I'm going to be the first one cheering you on and rooting you on because mm-hmm. great. Like everybody can do better if we all do better. Right. What would you say to do you have one tip for an agent that doesn't know how to build their business differently or make their business their own, you know, something like that. Do you have any tips or what would you recommend to someone like that? So for any agent who may be struggling in figuring out how to build that business, my recommendation would be to take the buffet approach. And when I say that, it sounds silly, but go through and try everything a little bit. Go and try open houses, go and try doing video and home buying or home selling seminars and go try door knocking or cold calling or whatever it might be. My recommendation then is keep track of what you're doing. Obviously, you need to know not just your numbers, but you need to have something quantifiable so you know, okay, where am I most successful? Because where you might be most successful on paper may be different than where you feel most successful personally filling yours, your your self bucket. And if you look at that and find that area of your business, let's say video or podcast, like the podcast we're on right now, there have been multi-million dollar businesses built off of real estate podcasts or real estate video. So you need to find the area of your business that is going to be of greatest uh, success on that return. So if I go and I do 10 podcasts, And that turned into me receiving 20 pieces of business or clients served. Well, great. But if I did that over, say, 10 hours, if I'm going through and doing 10 hours of open houses and I'm only getting two potential clients served, well, then I know that podcasts are of greater significance to my business than open houses. So I'm going to not do open houses and I'm going to do more podcasts. 
Right. So it's really honing in on where that niche is for you because it is not for everybody. And that's the beauty of real estate is you can be incredibly successful and in however you define success doing any number of things. It's just a matter of you need to figure out what that is and then double down on it. Right. Find what brings you joy and do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Right. Joy is my word for the year. So ah, I like it. <laughs> so Alex, what do you think the future of real estate holds for us? as real estate agents. Ugh. Any thoughts on that? I think the future of real estate, if it, I think the future of real estate breaks down to three things. One, you are going to see more collaboration similar to what we're doing now. Uh, the, the line between brokerages and agents is going to turn into more of a gray area and you are going to see a lot more collaboration. How that looks or what that looks like, I don't know, but that I think is going to help serve clients better. Second part is technology and finding a way to create human connection without being present in front of a person in real life is going to be tremendous. Whether that's going to be video or a recorded podcast like this, we are going to find real estate agents and brokers and companies and teams and the entire industry trying to find the way to bring personality and the human touch and the human relationship side of the business to an industry that has been heavily driven by numbers and algorithms. The people that can uncover that first and discover that first and implement and take action first are going to be the ones that I think will get the, the greatest return and the greatest level of success. Uh, and then the third part is going to be finding a way to ideally create more, um, more, you're going to see real estate agents and brokers not be seen as real estate agents and brokers. You are going to see them, the ones that I think will be the most successful, it will be the ones that are the connectors. They will be the connectors of their communities. They are going to be the the first point of contact when it comes to, hey, I have questions about my home. Absolutely, I'll be there. But hey, I know so-and-so is looking at sponsoring this or, or participating in this event. Can you help get the word out? They are going to be the person who is almost like a mayor of their city, but they are going to be a champion for their city and, uh, or their neighborhood or their clients, and they will be the first point of contact. So the people that can do that and do that through collaboration and finding a way to do that, not necessarily always in person, but with technology, I think are going to be the ones that are really going to see exponential growth over the next three to five years. Because as much as I've loved doing everything via video uh, and video conferencing and Zooming and everything else, I think realistically that's not going to be going away. But now we need to find a way to add more value in that space. So I think that's where it's really going to come in. Right. It adds more of that human aspect as well. I love absolutely. that. Love it. This has been like absolutely amazing. I you love are it. so kind. You have been so awesome. You um, stop it. Thank you so much for doing this for me. Absolutely. Um, Always. Tell, tell our audience how they can find you in Green Bay if anyone needs an agent up there, any kind of help. 
Absolutely. So the quick plug, Alex Young, the Bowtie Group here in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, you can reach out to me by email, by phone. Otherwise, you can find me online at Alex Young Realtor or the Bowtie Group. I'm more than happy to connect and, and share whatever information I can that would be of value to other agents, other clients, uh, just to make this, again, table a little bit bigger. Awesome. You're the best. Oh, stop. You're gonna, again, you're going to make me blush. <laughs> Thank you for being on this. My pleasure. <laughs>